Hey, welcome to Life Almost Without Me, and it's the very first podcast episode. I'm your host, Hugo Viteri, coming at you every Tuesday, wherever you find most of your podcasts. I'm going to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what podcast hosts are going to have this, but I'm pretty sure if you just give it some time, I'll figure it out. I'm pretty new to this. I'm doing everything wrong. I thought that I could just sit down and just start talking, but as soon as I started talking and then I recorded, 30 minutes later, I realized, oh, this sounds horrible. And it sounded horrible because in my office, which is a poor excuse for an office, has a strong echo. So then I started Googling, what do I got to do? Now I have bed sheets and blankets all over the walls that they're tacked on. And it looks a little silly, but thankfully this isn't a video podcast and you can't see that. So that's good. But it actually helped the audio a little bit. So yay! Uh, So I'm just making this podcast because I, for many years, have struggled now with a few mental health disorders. And uh, I talk about it pretty candidly through my life now. And it just seems like a good way to connect and reach with other people. And who the hell doesn't like hearing some fucked up stories about when you're in the psych ward or in a war zone environment or just all in all in a bad place and you feel like laughing and sometimes that's what you need to get picked up. Look, the world's full of fascinating chaos and and you know we really need a place to relate and sit around and sometimes we need to eat some mangoes and if you don't (laughs) the fuck if you don't like mangoes well then you need to reconsider what type of fruit make your hall of fame list because how can you not like mangoes oh my god all right it's, it's starting to sound like i made a podcast about fucking fruit which Jesus Christ, what the hell's the matter with me? Uh, I've been in this house too long. There's just not much to do, and it's it's probably not a good idea to be at home for an extended period of time. Uh, Okay, what what was I talking about? Um, Oh, yeah. So for the first time, wait. No, that's that's not what I was talking about. Anyways, so I have a lawnmower service now. You hear that, Mom? I made it in life. I'm having someone come out on grass, and it's it's, it's kind of nice. I'm not sure what that had to do with my mother, but I'm a I'm I'm just gonna assume that she's never gonna listen to this. Um, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> so enough about fruit and parental bullshit. Uh, to something more serious. Uh, have y'all ever tried or considered? Maybe ending it all, offing yourself, uh, the control alt delete method on your life. Um, I, 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 well, if you have and, and you're listening to this, and naturally everybody is, because you know there's millions of people out there, and who the hell hasn't tried this or considered it? Well, I'm glad if it didn't work out for you, and you know if you're not here with us, I'm sorry. Uh, but that's that's a failure we can live without. Uh, failing to kill himself because there, there's so much more opportunity in life and death is pretty final. 
So if you have some issues that you kind of just want to chit chat, I'm, I'm not a licensed doctor or professional in any way. However, I, I like talking about stuff like that and reading about other people's experiences. And uh, if you have a question and you just want it to be featured on the podcast, just hit me up. Uh, send me an email. Um, I'll have that email down at the description by the time it's posted. I don't have it via memory, nor do I know if I need to set up a new email address. I'd imagine I do, though. Uh, so my first time in the psychiatric ward was in 2000, I believe, seven. No, 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 no. That's way too early. Uh, maybe 2008. Or 2000, the, the, the years are starting to blur together. And um, it was kind of an overnight experience. I went to talk to my psychiatric mental professional. And uh, she, she strongly urged me to go to the hospital. Um, when I got there, if y'all can hear that plane, I'm sorry, but planes exist. And uh, they have to travel this round earth of ours. But I remember... She she urged me, hey, come on, guy. Uh, you're not supposed to feel the way you are. You clearly, uh, I was in the military at the time, and she was like, you're, you're clearly having some trouble dealing with certain parameters in your life. Why don't we take a little trip to the hospital? And that's kind of when I realized, oh, I'm starting to lose some of my freedom here um, because I was starting to seem more of a danger to other people. So we took that awesome trip. I, was, I had my phone during the trip, so I was texting everyone like, hey, I'm going to the hospital. I'm thinking I'm staying overnight. And uh, when I got there, um, they, they, they check your – they started taking, like, blood samples and kind of just talking to me. I was in scrubs. And then a couple orderlies come with my doctor, and he's like, hey, uh, Mr. Viteri, we're going to have to take you upstairs. Um, and there's like a pause and I'm thinking for some reason I felt very against the idea that I was going to be, um, escorted somewhere where the door was going to lock behind me. And it was kind of against my will when you start to think, cause I, I started feeling like, man, I just want to go home, you know, play some video games, just kind of keep the, uh, the miserable cycle going. Uh, and so once I started to kind of be like, hey, can I, you know, maybe not go? I'm having second thoughts. It was kind of like, well, it, it kind of has to happen now due to what you said prior to this. And so I ended up, they're like, would you like, um, it wasn't like a threatening, but the way I heard it, it was, if you don't come with us, we had to do this the hard way. And at the time I was working out a lot. I was young and full of such bullish strength. And um, so I was like, maybe I can make this fun for us. And it'll just be like a, a scrap to try and make it out of the building. I won't make it. I'll make the news. It'll probably be fun. Um, but cooler heads prevailed and we ended up going up nicely. And it was just like a silly interaction. Like, all right, let's go. High five. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, when you get there, they strip you of like all your clothes. They they want to make sure you're not bringing any contraband, anything to kind of get you hurt. And they give you like gross scrubs. They're they're clean. They just they just feel gross. Um, 
those stocks, stocks. They give you socks with the sticky pads underneath, so you know you don't slip. And um, that's kind of it. Even the blankets are very uh, lackluster. They're they're like one ply. They barely keep you warm. It's just kind of there. And um, so once you're there, because I got there at night, it became a little more interesting. Uh, It was was a military base, and it was nothing but military veterans or uh, current members. And it's, it's crazy to think that the amount of people that were in there and for the issues they were having, and they were still active military sometimes, and that was kind of alarming. But um, I remember my first night sitting there, and um, they had like some, you, you sit around this place they call the library, but really it's like 20 books and some chairs and a rug, and everyone would sit around and they would share stories um, with a some type of doctor or medical professional. And he would explain, or he, you'd go around the room, very much like any kind of movie you've seen, uh, like through AA or any kind of group meeting. Everyone says their name, what they're in there for, and you get a very open mind, or not open mind, but they, they don't hold anything back. Like some... Some people are like, yeah, I'm here because I took all the pills I could find in my house thinking it would just kind of, I would just wake up one day or I would wake up the next day or not wake up the next day, really. And uh, and they would explain the excruciating pain they went through. And I'm just like, Jesus. Some people were like missing limbs. Some people were just in horrific states of mind. And all I could think was, oh my God, I'm just fucking sad over uh, ex-girlfriend or, or it, it was always something small, but at the time it felt very big. And um, my personal health was just declining mentally. And uh, so I ended up there. That was my first night and uh, it, it was it was fine. The next day I, we sat down with like a doctor on a one-on-one session. I say we, like it's just me and my other personalities. But uh, I sat down with the doctor and he was like, hey, um, we saw you working out this morning and uh, we just want to check on your mental health, see where you're at. Um, This isn't obviously a place that people stay here for very long. Um, And after one meeting, they deemed me safe to return to, I guess, life and work. And uh, I left there. I went to a jujitsu tournament the very next morning. Uh, I don't think I did very well. And, um, that was that, that was my first day. And I, I remember my first time in the psych ward. And I remember thinking like, well, that wasn't too bad. And, um, then realizing that everyone who knew me all of a sudden looked at me very differently, it, it changed everything because it was like in 2008, it's not like it was now where you can be like, Hey, I'm sad. And people actually give a fuck, or at least they'll talk about it. Um, give you the benefit doubt. It was always pull yourself up by your bootstraps, uh, especially in the military. There, there, there's no sadness. And if there is, you definitely embrace it and you just go through it. Uh, so that, that was my first time in the ward. 
it was weird because the next day um, I went on a date and that's one hell of a conversation to make. And then uh, I remember thinking, if I'm telling this story 24 hours, it was like probably like 48 hours after my first. And at the time, I'm thinking, you know, it's the only time I'm ever going to go to the psychiatric ward. I'm never going to have another breakdown, man. Uh, that's just not going to happen. Not to me. I went on a date and I remember telling a story. I went to the bathroom afterwards thinking, I got to get out of here. Who the hell would sit through that story and then say, yeah, we could have it. This is going great. And and, and like I, I started feeling like, well, if I'm crazy and I'm trying to date, maybe the person I'm dating is crazy. Like, are they, are they going to try and kill me? It, it got so paranoid and I didn't realize that admission number two was coming pretty soon and i kind of i wasn't prepared i wasn't self-aware of anything i was just early 20s trying to get through life and thinking it was all normal but little did i know that there's a lot of experiences and moments before even the traumatic stuff that can really guide you to different paths and if you're not learning and actively being self-aware introspective it it gets pretty tough to uh come out of the hole and just be fine um some people do it some people can't some people need therapy um sometimes people just need to talk it out with someone and that's all it needs some i've seen some dudes who could literally just get by if they got a good hug and um, it, it, not even a good hug from like the opposite gender or or whatever you want to call it these days, but it just seemed like even 12 years ago, it was tough to get any kind of uh, real emotional attachment as a man in the military outside of like your spouse or like best friend or something. It, it was just impossible. It doesn't matter if I said, hey, um, I need to talk to the chaplain or someone that can help me because I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with, uh, with this wartime event. And it, it got a little rough trying to figure out how to deal with that. And um, I never figured it out, not until roughly three years ago. And um, by that point, I had visited the ward four times. I'd gone through a – I say visited, like I just show up and – hang out but um i had been in the ward four four times i had gone through like a type of overdose a uh many destructive relationships and and when you look back at all the chaos it was it was all me I, i was like the number one denominator or the only denominator and um Learning to cope with all that and then come out on top really helped out. Um, I have a family now. I have two kids. I have a lot of things, really. I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. I have control of my finances. Uh, I don't have a job. I don't have a job. I'm a stay-at-home dad. And uh, I really love laughing and making other people laugh if i can make someone laugh i i remember that moment and it it fuels me for for weeks to come um 
it's just a great experience. I started doing stand-up comedy or open mic at the beginning of this year. And then, you know, all this stuff happened in March. And, well, doing stand-up's a little bit harder now. And to be honest, I haven't tried. I'm, I'm a really good procrastinator. And I'm afraid to do stuff. I'm kind of a hermit. I was going to call the podcast Hugo's Hermit Hour. Um, but alliterations aren't my favorite. But... It is what it is. Uh, I just want to help people, and eventually I want to have some people come on here, and we'll have some more featured guests, and we'll talk about some lows in their lives and try and find a humorous take. And just, just I, I want to bond with people over miserable stories that kind of shape people's lives because that's it's kind of it's important to get it out there and other people and young adults, old adults, whatever, just to see what they, uh, when you can relate to someone, it, 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 it can really open up dialogue in your own mind to further awareness where you can kind of help yourself grow as a person. So that that's ultimately the goal of this. I opened up with that story of of the, the uh, initial admission to the psych ward just kind of to I don't know, set the tone. I don't want it to just be all sad shit. I want to talk about my you know current events. However, I wanted to get this podcast out there, the first episode, because I've been sitting with wanting to do this for so long. And uh, my kid's in school right now. My wife's at work. And I'm just sitting at home cleaning the house. And as much fun as that can be, I, I don't want to continue doing only that. And I, I want to reach out and talk with you guys. I want to talk to my friends about what's been struggling with. I want to help them pull through it. Uh, I can't say that I'm going to have the best attitude every week. I, I do get real low. And um, sometimes I'll be in here and, and hopefully on those days I can we can pull through as a community and <laughs> come through. Uh, I, so every Tuesday I'm going to come out with a an episode uh 6 a.m i believe is going to be the time that we're aiming for i say we again there's no we it's just me there's no producer there's no writers it's just me so i gotta stop saying we uh so i'll come out with the episode every tuesday roughly 6 a.m eastern time and that way anyone on the west coast or just you just know what time it's at and you can start your monday wait monday you can start your tuesday Every Tuesday morning with the 30 minutes to an hour podcast, just kind of starting you off the day right. Uh, if you want to be featured on the podcast, write into the email, leave some TLDRs letting me know what the story is about. <clears throat> and I think that's a good start to how we're going to go about this podcast every Tuesday. If it doesn't have a guest, it'll just be me. I'll have new stories. I'll find current events. I'm going to start actually writing this stuff down because I'm starting to realize that talking for even this amount of time is actually kind of like a mental workout. I feel like everyone's in my mind right now. And that's a little unnerving. It's like you guys are all, you ever seen the movie, uh, Fuck, what's that movie uh, where, like, the feelings are inside, the emotions are inside your head, and they, like, control 
I can't remember, but it's like a kid's movie. It's anime or animated film. And, oh, God, all the all my anime friends are going to be like, dude, it wasn't an anime. God. It was like a Pixar film. Um, I could really just look it up. The computer's right in front of me. Uh, <laughs> so that film is kind of how it feels like right now. Like everyone's kind of the inner workings of my mind, but it, it's really just me talking into a microphone. So uh, don't lose your shit, Hugo. Uh, well, that's it for this Tuesday. Wow, we fucking did it. We did the first episode. There's gonna, I'm going to have to learn how to edit. I'm going to have to pause this. Last time I did this, I hit exit without saving, and I had to do it all over again, and that was so disheartening that it has taken me another week to just sit here and start talking again. Um, and that's, that's just life. We're going to fuck it up. And uh, as long as we keep coming back at it, then it's, it's what it is. Uh, so thank you for joining me on Life Almost Without Me. I'm Hugo Viteri, your host. I will be back next Tuesday, 6 a.m. Can't wait to see you guys. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, eat your mangoes.